episode 18. You ready to do this? Let's go, baby. Episode 18, let's do it. Episode 18, the value of a support system. The people around you, um, you know, a good quote, you know, that I've, I've heard a while back was, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. It's the truth, man. It really is. Um, and, you know, we can go in so many, you know, um, directions on this. But uh, let's start with training, right? Um, this is the fitness podcast, but, you know, CrossFit's done a great job at uh, focusing on the camaraderie that is developed in group class, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, it's safe to say that you'll never match a workout on your own. You know, when it's just you inside the gym, then someone, then a workout where you're around other people that have like-minded goals. Yeah, and, you know, traditionally, when we used to train at the commercial gym, we had that with our friends and our buddies. But what's unique about the group model, which is very popular with CrossFit, is that, you know, when done properly, the way we... uh, screen individuals for our our gym we are finding like-minded individuals because there is some core tenants that we have that we think would make someone very suitable for our gym not just from a physicality standpoint to be able to to be in just enough good shape to start doing group classes but from a personality sake and what's happened because of that is when someone says like we have a good community it's you know i hate like when someone says that it's just to me it's just as bad as someone talking about core training or like uh you know those fancy trendy words that trainers like to use because everyone's saying it but nobody knows what it means for me when someone's talking about the community they're talking about i like my gym because on average the people around me are like-minded yeah and then also everyone gets along you know you don't want someone that's coming into group class with a bad attitude that's kind of dragging on some you know stuff that went on during their day you know uh you want a gym full of people that are excited to work out excited to be sociable talk you know during you know uh break times at the gym talk during the rest time talk before class after class that get along you know that greet each other hey how's it going you know um the experience of the actual training session is just that much more enjoyable it's more enjoyable for us to coach like that you know it's just great energy with people that get along together that are like you just said are like-minded individuals yeah and for me as a business owner that is a tangible asset like i am looking to see where that current asset is in our facility and that are we allowing this thing to continue to grow and the way we grow that asset is through you know introductions in the beginning of classes it's doing Uh, partner workouts it's getting outside of the gym and doing events these are all different ways for us to literally elevate the community and connect the community because um, I've always said that people can detach from price they can even detach from programming but they can never detach from community and when someone makes a connection sometimes uh, that's what keeps them in a gym more than anything else that we can do yeah no doubt and uh it's, it's just about developing relationships and making those stronger, you know, as we go, as we move forward in life, just developing a stronger and stronger relationship with 
you know, our athletes with coaches with each other. Um, you know, that's really what business is. Like you just mentioned, you know, you being a business owner, that's what business is, is relationships. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the, the older I get, the more that kind of comes a little bit more clear on, you know, the more connections you can make and the deeper the connection you can make with people, the better off you're going to be. And likewise, if like, you know, I'm pretty cutthroat. If I don't feel like uh, a relationship is productive, then I sever the ties, right? If, if uh, our, our family motto this year is if we don't like something, then we're going to change it because we have all the power in us to do so, no matter what it is. Absolutely no matter what it is. If we don't like something, if it's unsettling, if it keeps bothering us, then we're going to sit down as a family and decide how are we going to make this situation better. And I feel it's even more important to do above all things is relationships, about auditing the relationships, whether they're uh, the connection, the close connections we have from our blood, from family, to people that have been close friends for years, right? That was a convo we had originally. Close friends that we've had for years that, you know, they don't hate us, but they don't really support us, right? And and no, no more is that more evident than on social media where we know they follow us, but the only time they actually do make a comment, it's a negative one, or it's it's such a it's, it's such an outlier uh, comment that it doesn't just meet the, the, the reaction we're trying to get or the, the uplifting spirit we're trying to produce out of a post or a video or whatever. And for me, that's non-supporting. That, that act, that behavior is non-supporting. So the best way on social media, it's easy. It's, mm-hmm. I do it all the time. I audit my social media account all the time. I in front of them, I block it. The only thing that, that gets posted and that can be seen are the people that are on my friend's account. In yeah, life, that's not so easy. I don't mean to cut you off, but there's three ways to kind of deal with people like that. You know, there's some you have to cut off completely. Like, hey, they are toxic to my life. I'm gonna cut them off completely. There's some you just gotta cut back time with. You know, that's good. if there's someone that is blood that have been there from the very start, maybe you're not seeing eye to hot, eye to eye a little bit, and you see them drifting in a direction you don't want to drift to. You can say, hey, I'm gonna keep my, you know relationship with them to a minimum you know you can't cut them off completely but hey you if you see them at a, a family event or sure, you know if cordial they're, yeah if they're, if, exactly you're cordial if there's you know a desperation time where they really need something you'll come through because hey you know they've been there from day one but as far as like talking to them every day if they're not gonna give value to you that day you don't have to talk to them every day and then there's ones that also you'll come across that you got to spend more time with. You know, they are deserving of your time. They have a mutual, um, they they will bring benefit to you like you will bring benefit to them. Yeah. You know, and that's a mutual understanding there. And those are the type of people you want to increase, you know, more time with. So there's, you know, cut time with some people, you know, cut people out entirely and then uh, increase your time with some. Right. And that goes into auditing is who are you going to, cut that time away from and who are you should you try to give more time to and uh you know for me i look at giving more time for two reasons we had talked about this in the staff training one of the most things i'm excited about is to be able to have more time to spend with the coaches even though even when i spend the time with coaches it's very um it's very formal hey when you want to work out today hey do you have an hour to just kind of catch up and then there's the personal, like why, where am I trying to audit my life personally? It has nothing to do with what I'm trying to succeed as a business owner, but what am I just trying to, uh, trying to develop personally with people, deep, meaningful conversations, people that can challenge the way I think, 
Uh, those are other people I need in my life. Uh, so like just because I have these close friends doesn't mean I'm trying to seek anything professionally from them, right? I have really good friends that are really opinionated, but I don't take any of their advice to heart for business. Business-wise. Because they're not, they don't have the mindset we have. Yeah, but they can still deliver value on, you know, a spiritual standpoint. You know, hey, I learned something this, not even pertaining to business. They could just put you in a better mood because they're funny, Yep. you know? Um, you know, there, there's so many different ways these relationships can deliver value to us. Right. And uh, like... It kind of comes down to the concept on our time is so valuable and we only have, you know, a certain amount of energy. If we waste energy on dealing with someone that isn't really going to, you know, benefit us, you know, that's doing ourselves a disservice. But, you know, you know, the people around you that, you know, should belong in your life, they have your best interests in mind and uh, they'll bring you benefit, whether it's business wise or, you know, a good laugh or just motivating you know, um, yeah, just all the above. When uh, you're looking for people that you want to associate with, um, what kind of qualities do you look for? Well, something that I do not look for would be any type of drama. If if you're gonna bring drama, if you got you know, if you're more complaining than um, a positive outlook on life. You know that's that's a that's a no no for me. It's like, you know, if you're trash talking or you're just complaining, you're you're in a bad you know state of mind. Um, you know that's that's a no no. That's that's not what I'm trying to bring into my life. But in regards to qualities that I'm looking forward to associate myself with, would be motivated people. You yeah. know, motivation is huge. It's like, uh, you know, coming up with a goal that they're, you know, striving to master their craft, no matter, even if it's not fitness related, you know, I still have a lot of friends that aren't really into fitness and that's, that's fine with me, but they're still trying to master what they want to do. You know, Hey, you know, a, a, a buddy just actually reached out to me. He's getting really big into stocks. So he kind of just shoots me some, some stock plays every now and then. But I mean, he's passionate about it. You know, he, he's got this other job he's doing, but on his free time, he's trying to master this stock trade. He's, he's considering a game. And I got a little bit of interest in that, but you know, he was just telling me, yeah, man, you know, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm, I'm growing my stocks and stuff. He's like, life is good. You know, just, I got to get back in the gym, stuff like that. But that's on the back burner for him, but he's still motivated to, to kind of master this new craft he's got stop trading you know and so that quality excites you yeah uh, the term I was using was driven it's like they they are looking to uh, create something in their own life that they don't currently have and that quality is not only admirable it's contagious mm-hmm. and um, those things you see they're visible they're super excited uh, about something they can't stop talking about it and it just reminds me of some of our earlier days personal training finding crossfit like putting that 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 excitement is um it's it's very contagious and i think that uh it is it comes back to people really trying to become something more and that's really the quality that i want is someone who's constantly pushing themselves who's looking to grow right tony robbins said that if you're not growing you're dying mm-hmm. not like physically dying but like you're mentally spiritually dying because 
the the mind is constantly trying to grow and adapt to these challenges and if you don't try to overcome them then you struggle and struggle in the terms that we talk about it is negative not really happy person not doing anything with your life that's the type of struggle that i see in these individuals that really aren't trying to grow yeah it's just comes down to people that are trying to progress in life they're trying to make that next step you know they're they're not content you know the worst thing you can get is probably content with where you're at mm. you know um even the most you know elite fitness guys you know the most uh even you know multi multi-billionaires you know they're still trying to find that next step to progress to get one step better than they were previously and that, that i think that kind of nails both of our points on being motivated and driven well, and I think that's why the, the the character trait that's most common in our facility is that, that we are giving them new stimuluses that we're constantly challenging them with. And they're all mostly on average up to the challenge. The super positive, they're looking to improve on their technique or their loads or move a little bit faster than they're comfortable doing that's really what they're trying to do is they're trying to become more than they currently are that's really what fitness is all about is this is my current level of fitness and if i can improve if i can keep pushing myself and get uncomfortable i can grow i can become fitter because of it and i think that's why this model works so well for finding the type of individuals that we want because it meets a lot of the character traits that we believe in i think it's why we started doing what we're doing it's why we're still doing what we're doing because of all the character uh, the, the, the people it draws in that we want to work with right we talk about like uh, if listen if 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 it's time to fire a client because we don't meet on the same page anymore then it's time to do it because w- there is a certain personality that we work best with and like there's no I don't care if the dude's paying me $200 an hour for personal training if we don't if we don't have the same vision it is not worth it to me yeah, I will not lose work. those $200 because that's not why I do what I do yeah no it won't work you know uh it's it's not a, a even trade off on dealing with uh, you know a sour athlete or a sour client you know they could put you in a bad mood that could affect the you know classes after you or they could affect the relationships inside the gym with other members you know that like it's really not worth the money you know it, it's more you know based on going back to our vision on they have to have a similar vision on what we want to do here and that is have a good workout have everybody get along great have everyone push each other and motivate each other mm-hmm. and develop relationships yeah it's uh i think what we're trying to get there is it's mutually beneficial for both in any relationship it has to be mutually beneficial because it doesn't make any sense it doesn't mean that like i'm always positive because mutually beneficial is we both depend on each other when i'm down and you're my training partner you're gonna lift me Pick up, me up. Yeah. right so that can be mutually beneficial it doesn't mean like we all have to high five and be happy all the time but that we support each other and whether that's with our personal training clients with our members with our friends or families uh, it all has to be mutually beneficial uh, the moment that someone doesn't uh, uh, apply or respect what we're saying in group class we've lost the mutual uh, relationship because um, if, if someone ignores your cue because they just don't want to listen to you anymore we've lost it there's a huge so we either what we talk about is 
can we need to follow up with this individual ASAP to figure out was, was that just a bad day or do you really not respect me anymore? Because there's a huge difference between the two. Um, and we've had to fire some clients. Some we've, you know, we've had breakthroughs, just you and I, same individual where we're like, you know what? I don't know if this is going to work out with this person anymore. And we both had m- m- multiple conversations with this person and it's become much easier to work with. Um, and I think some people are unwilling to have those conversations, right? I'm not going to cut somebody out until they know why I'm going to cut them out or at least they understand why I did it. They don't have to agree with it, but they need to, they'll know why like Mario doesn't try to be nice to me anymore or Mm -hmm. he doesn't share stuff with me anymore. I believe the most power we have over our friendships is the private information that we share, right? And that's the most, I think, the greatest privilege you can have in a relationship is to know anything that's going on with Brett that we I have that relationship to have it with him. Yeah, like you just said, you know, mutually beneficial. And that doesn't just stop at the ability to get along with each other. But, you know, like you said, pick each other up. You know, there will be some things that you are stronger at that I'm weaker at, okay? That you'll balance me out because you'll use, you know, your strengths towards my weaknesses to make this relationship work a little bit better. And then vice versa. Mm-hmm. There might be some things you're a little bit weaker at that I'm stronger at, but I will pick you up because something is my strength that might be your weakness. You know, um, that's the best way they say to hire uh, in business. You know, hire people that are bringing stuff to the table that you might not be the greatest at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just understanding on the people you are around, you're working with, you know, what their strengths might be that you might be a little bit weaker at. And, uh, it, you know, it just comes down to, like you said, mutually being mutually beneficial. And that's being making our relationship well m- more well-rounded than I could be individually or you could be individually. That's good, brother. On the same page, we talked about that when when we uh, that and um, our staff training is like nothing. It does not excite me to, you know, have to coach every single class and have to uh you know, deal with every single fire that happens in the business. I want people that are willing to, you know, take the lead, to take responsibility. That's what was most important to me because I knew that would be a mutual beneficial relationship versus like we talked about the other day, if the equipment breaks, I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like the mutual relationship is that we're all here to lift the gym up in any way, manner possible. If it, if the equipment breaks, everyone's got the responsibility to deal with that and have a protocol for what we're going to do when something breaks. And that goes into me feeling that the coaches are in it with me. That's mutually beneficial mm-hmm. versus like, oh no, this is your gym, dude. You figure it out. Like that's at the heart of what that conversation came from, which was like, we're all in this together, man. So when this happens, which is just one example of many ways that that could happen, I want to know that you got my back and you're going to have my back by taking the responsibility of throwing the damn equipment out, buying new equipment, using the card to do that, and not letting me know that it ever happened. Like That means we are mutually beneficial in this relationship. Yeah, we're we're all one big unit. You know, you say it all the time. You don't want to be the only face of Naples strength and conditioning, you know, uh, you've done a great job at developing a staff around you that, you know, I personally feel, hey, this is my gym, mm-hmm. you know, as well. Um, you know, I will take ownership. I take pride, you know, uh, you know, I, I love our gym. I take a lot of pride in it. But, you know, we're one big unit. And, you know, you've done a great job at establishing a staff where we all get along great. You know, there's never any negative energy. And I think that's why, our gym runs so well is because we're one big team, you know, that, that take pride and that have uh, like-minded, you know, uh, goals towards our gym. 
and like-minded thoughts and we're all in the, you know, the same spot, you know, mentally. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. And it, it took some mistakes, I think, as well as you make relationships and we're like, man, that was, that, that was a very negative relationship I had. Uh, that caused me to be a certain way or act a certain way. And I felt that way with uh, some coaches that I hired my first couple years. And I was I was doing more for them than they were doing for me. And I learned from that experience is that I never wanted that again. That's but not I, mutually beneficial. Exactly. Yeah. And it's what I learned from that. Uh, and that's why I wanted to develop, you know, develop a program where I could teach the skills but hire on character, right? And that's what I did. And it was the best thing I did for the gym. Yeah, and, and I think that the ITP program we got going on uh, kind of sets us up for success with that. You know, you're determining that these coaches are willing to put a little bit of skin in the game and willing to put in time without even making a dollar. And, and like, if they can make it through that, you know, ITP program that three months without making any money, like, the benefits come later. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's so rewarding, you know, just if they can just make it that far. Sure. And that's where actions were more powerful than words. How many times we've put that job posting up and how many people, uh, once I gave them what the information was about how you were going to get hired, no matter what certification you had and how long you had it, uh, that this is what you're going to have to do. Uh, there's only a handful of people that actually followed through. And you guys are ones that were we, that I was able to filter the bullshit from mm-hmm. because everyone wanted the title of coach but never wanted to put in the work that was required to run it well. And uh, it was one of the best things I did for the business. Yeah, it just comes down to, you know, the business concept that, you know, I keep very, very close is at first just give, 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 okay, and then take later. You know, put in the work, give your time, but don't expect anything, you know, to, to come right to you at that point in time. You know, uh, that's how I do with my clientele. That's how, I, you know, um, I'm, I'm willing to give my time. I'm willing to sh- show them that I care, wanting to show you as, you know, a business owner and my boss that I care. Um, it's just, you know, Gary Vee talks about all the time. You just, just got to give, 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 give. And, and then eventually you'll be rewarded in the long run. Yeah, you compel them. You basically have compelled them that that you care because you've given so much out of your time and out of your heart um, that it only makes them it only makes sense for them to give back to you yeah exactly uh, how uh, how do people around you affect your training or your business like how how do people have and uh, like how do those relationships affect you well you know I, I'll always pick the people I train with that are either close to my, you know, um, skill set or, you know, my athleticism so they can try to push me a little bit harder or if anything, a, a little bit more, you know, um, if I can find someone that's going to push me, you know, that's kind of what I'm getting at. I, I want someone that'll push me. That's not going to let me slack. That's going to like bring the better out of me through training. And then, uh, business wise, the same exact thing. My, transition leaving the corporate gym I was at before was so easy because I was the best trainer there okay um I was not learning from anybody else there you know I I didn't learn any you know uh skills to develop to be a better trainer or you know how to 
you know, understand how businesses ran, you know, like a, a mom and pop business, a CrossFit box. You know, I was at the corporate, so all I knew was corporate. I was an employee ID number. Mm. So the transition from that to this was easy, you know. I, got, I came to a gym where there was coaches that were way better than me that, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to just kind of soak up as a sponge all the knowledge they had. Uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, putting yourself in a situation where there's people around you that's going to elevate you. That's powerful. The um, there's a um, theory in psychology called modeling, and it's something we hear about a lot, but I don't think we've really taken the time to think about it. But modeling is this idea: is when we look at role models, there um, there are things that they have that we want, right? When we take of role models as kids, or even as as business owners today, there are certain characteristics that uh, that they apply to their own life that modeling agrees that if you can copycat then you have a greater chance for success and for me when i look at building relationships or keeping relationships i'm looking at do they have behaviors that i would want to model that i don't currently have because i recognize if i don't currently have them in their positive behaviors and i can learn from these individuals it'll only elevate me as a person as a business owner as a husband as a father so when i'm looking at relationships i'm looking at what common behaviors do they display and would that be something that i would want in my own life because if it is then those are relationships that i want to keep or have or develop even stronger but if they're not most common behaviors not like we have outliers i get angry i get impatient and shit but on average do those behaviors do they display them because if they do those are the relationships i want to keep building yeah just comes down to what type of person they are. I sent you this a long time ago. It's a quote that just kind of came into mind. It was, never take advice from someone you wouldn't mind trading places with. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you just, I mean, there's so much information that's getting put out there, especially in social media. And, you know, it comes down to you taking advice from, you know, stuff that makes sense to you, stuff from a credible source, um, and you know your last point there just kind of came to me you know never take advice from someone you wouldn't mind trading places with right and i think that um what happens in our own relationships is that um red flag behaviors are are what forces us to really audit the relationship is like whoa where did that come from or why is he acting like that or like I don't like how that oh, yeah, no. did that. That, because most on average, we kind of people we are, we try to, you know, stay away from drama and things like that. That when it's coming unneeded for unnecessary reasons, that's when we have to stop and be like, that's a negative relationship there. And I really need to think about trying to fix that or letting them know those behaviors are unacceptable. It's not cool. Or we need to just move on. And most people do this naturally in life. They just stop communicating with people. And I think that's... um, that's a start to auditing your relationships, but I think they need to meet, be more direct and why it is you're, you're removing yourself from those relationships. Because otherwise, if you don't really know, then you're just going to let other people in your life that have those, uh, that tend to have similar behaviors and you don't really realize so it's too late again. So you just, you, you're eliminating one bad relationship and you're, you're gaining a new bad relationship. And so the goal is to really be clear and precise about behaviors and 
things that you accept and don't accept and let the people form around those behaviors versus just like, um, you know, hoping this person has those behaviors to realize they don't and then you, you have to excommunicate them too. That's deep, bro. That's deep. Now that, that really hit me hard. Uh, it's true because you know the direction you want to go in life and you know the type of people, you know, um, that you want around you. And if you kind of come up with, you know, the actions or the traits, you know, or the values that you expect from others and then assure that these people you're bringing into life less likely have, have the, you know. Yeah, I Thanks, never man. really thought of it like that, well, man. Yeah, instead of looking at the person as the individual, I just pull out, like, if you you know something about them, what are their behaviors most common? And that's how I develop the relationship. And then what connects people are stories that we share, personal uh, life stories. That's great. I think that helps and connects us deeper. But to, to really have long-lasting relationships is about, it's about how people act. And, you know, we're getting older, right? I think the more motivated and driven someone is, the harder it is to maintain um, quality relationships with older friends. And the reason for that is because they don't have those qualities. They don't display those behaviors like we do. And so we're constantly, literally elevating ourselves intellectually, professionally, privately in our own lives. And they've stagnated to the 18 year old jock right mm -hmm. and so there's a huge gap between where we currently stand as individuals to where they are right and so listen like you said they're fun you want to go out to the bar and have some drinks you know you're gonna have a good time with them because mentally they're still 18 year old mm -hmm. and they know how to have a good time and we're not we're we're so much more than that uh we've constantly grown uh since our time out of high school and so that's where we struggle and some people take that offensively and they should i've literally had a relationship with you and i don't have one with you anymore because we're just not on the same page yeah you're not seeing eye to eye so, yeah, I mean, I think that's important, you know, as a fitness protocol, I think it's quite easy from the, our membership base. Our membership's pretty, we did a lot of the work for them. We screened people that had the same behaviors, that had the same motivations. So when they come in the group class, it's pretty easy, right? It's pretty easy not to have issues with people. They're cordial, they're nice, they're driven, they have the same goals. I think outside of their fitness-wise, personally, professionally, people just need to think about what what things bother them the most and really stay away from people that display that character most often. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it sounds, you know, cookie cutter, but you know, the first thing you're taught when you're, when you're young is treat others how you want to be treated. Mm. So to kind of go in more depth on that, it's like kind of dial it in on, you know, a specific, you know, type of trait, type of personality, type of, you know, um, actions you want to see them, you know, go ahead and do. And then, you know, find the people that are doing that and it'll increase your quality of life. Because that's what it's all about, man. Quality of life is about lifelong fitness. It's about lifelong pursuit of happiness. It's about all these things we're trying to do to really enhance the quality of our life. Yeah, and then it takes developing relationships with people that want to, want that, have that same goal in mind uh, to elevate you, you know. And uh, yeah, man, cool. That's it, man. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week for episode 19. Later.